have Ben and Becca here with you. I know them from, um, not to hear about that. Um, I don't, I actually, of all of them agreeies, I probably know Ben the least, um, just the way life has worked out, but it's been good getting to know him more recently and stuff. I got to go have Memorial Day lunch with his in-laws and stuff, that was cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's good to be here with you guys, uh, and Becca, I work with Becca's mom and I've known her the last couple of years and stuff, so it's awesome. But I love this theme that you guys have this week, this idea of thinking about things that are loud and these specific things that um, we're going to be talking about today, and that is that caring is loud. So I want to kick things off real quick. What are some of the loudest things you know? What do you guys got? What do you got? Anybody? What do we got? My mom. Your mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, also, I should feel like I should publicly apologize to my teammates over here, Owen and Jackson, for failing them in that game earlier. Three of us, one phone, and we still lost. Okay. <laughs> what else? What are some other loud things you guys got? Gunshots. Gunshots, absolutely. Uh, any of you guys? I grew up hunting and fishing and shooting a lot for fun. Um, I probably have worse hearing because of all the shooting I've done, even with ear protection. Anything else? Something loud? My dog. Your dog. Is it like one of those dogs with... Oh, it's a small... So is it like one of those ear-shattering loud sessions? Oh, we got yes. Go ahead, right here. Train horns. Train horns. My sister. Your sister. Okay, yeah, we're throwing family in the Is she in this room right now? Okay, moving on. So here are some of the loudest, I've looked up like the top 10 loudest things and I just like picked three of them. One of them is a rock concert. Okay, if you didn't know, decibels is the, is the scale you can measure loudness with. So tonight, find like a decibel meter on your phone, like you can download an app, test your sister out. If she's higher than 145, there might be some weight to that statement. I don't know. But anyway, um, the next one is fireworks right around the same. Of course, it depends on how close you are to it. The next one, how about this one? Blue whale. Okay, so fireworks and a rock concert were 145 decibels. What's your guess on the blue whale? 250? All right, yeah, we're going crazy. All right, this blew me away. I did not know that whales, first of all, really... Okay, I guess y'all have Finding Jesus, which is kind of a play on Finding Dory and stuff, so... Everyone give me your best whale noise from Dory, come on. Okay, yeah, that's good. All right. So, crazy thing about blue whales, 188 decibels are blue whales. They're underwater, they can actually be heard for like over 250 miles away, which is absolutely absurd. I did not know this at all. And the loudest of all would be, um, this is like over 60, 000, about 60,000 decibels, and that is that one guy or girl in the youth group. We all know who they are. I don't know who yours is. Um, for the Mount Julia folks, over here. For the Mount Julia folks, that would probably be Daniel Davidson. Um, but anyway, we have a lot of loud things we encounter in our lives. Um, and when I think about that one loud guy or girl in our youth group, I'm kind of kidding. But at the same time, I'm not, because I'm not wanting to make fun of anybody. But sometimes when things are loud, are they just loud or are they interruptive sometimes? Isn't that what it is? Right? That would be Daniel Davidson. Like, if you ever ask a question in Bible class, you better be ready to get, a, to get an answer, okay? Sometimes they're really scary and very loud. But anyway, sometimes loud things make us turn our heads. They make us stop what we're doing and put our focus somewhere else. 
Does anyone know who this is here? Does anyone know this group? What are they? The Blue Angels. Yeah. A few years ago, I was in Florida. I'm not really a beach person. I'm sorry, that's a bad bad thing to say maybe for some of you guys, but I would love to go to the mountains and hike and stuff rather than sit on the beach, get sand in every part of my body. I hate that. But anyway, but one time I went to the beach and actually enjoyed it because I wasn't on the beach. I was fishing in the Gulf. And we were sitting there and a porpoise came up to our boat. And that was awesome. That's like a dolphin for y'all who don't know that. But anyway, a porpoise is right there and it was awesome. And then out of nowhere, boom! And I was super scared and didn't know what was happening. I thought we just got shot or something. And then we realized the blue angels were up above our head practicing. And they, they have these awesome formations they do and stuff. And they broke the sound barrier. And that was probably one of like the scariest, loudest moments I had ever experienced because I was just so peaceful out there staring at this porpoise. And then I thought I got shot. Um, but anyway, the blue angels, they made me turn my head, okay? It was super loud. It was like interrupted. But today we're thinking about how caring is loud. So what is caring to you guys? Give me some explanations. What is just caring? If someone cares for you, what do they do? What do we got? They listen to what you have to say. They listen to what you have to say? What about Like they'll worry about you sometimes. They worry about you? What else guys? Caring. What does caring mean to y'all? One more. They help you out. They help you out. Yeah, those are a lot of different things and I those were all on my list when I thought about this too. But caring like simply explained is displaying kindness or concern for other people. And every single one of those that y'all said fell into that category, right? Thinking about caring, thinking about showing kindness, listening, showing concern for one another. That is what caring really is, displaying kindness and concern for other people. In a world where there is so many things going on, so many loud things. How is caring loud? Think about that in your minds, okay? How can caring be loud in a world where we have things that are so much louder than the things we need to be focusing on? The things that are taking our attention away, but how can caring truly be loud for us? I want to be really doomy and gloomy for a minute, um, but if people were a lot better at caring for people, our world would probably be a lot better, wouldn't it? If we think about showing concern and kindness to people, our world would be a whole lot more pleasant for us to live in, right? You can't turn on the news, you can't really scroll through Instagram or Snapchat or whatever you all have. You can't look at anything really without seeing people being unkind to one another, not showing any concern, not caring for each other at all, just blasting through people's feelings. And maybe you guys have felt some of that in the past as well. It's not fun. But in a world where care, concern, and kindness is lacking, like our world, Christians need to be loud, and their caring needs to be loud. We're going to watch a quick, quick video here real quick, um, and then we'll discuss it.
City Medical Examiner has yet to determine why the woman, 49-year-old Edmund Green, died on June 20th. She had been waiting in the emergency room for nearly 24 hours. The reason why this woman died the way she did is because there is a culture of indifference to patients that permeates every aspect of CMC psychiatric care. The agency runs the hospital release a statement saying, we are shocked and distressed by the situation. It's clear that some of our employees failed to act based on our compassionate standards of care. The hospital has directed the suspension and termination of those involved. Surveillance video eventually shows a member of the medical staff attending to Green, but it's too late. She has already died. Alright, so this is kind of one of those topics. This is pretty heavy. Like, it's a little bit of a heavy day, okay? And this story here hits me. This is really central to our ministry in Mount Juliet. But this story here really hits me. To see this lady, her name is Esme Green. Her picture's up here. She was in a hospital in New York having psychiatric issues. If anybody... Has anyone in here had a really long doctor's wait, really long, and you're just like, this is taking forever? Have any of you guys ever waited for 24 hours in a chair, in a hospital, in an emergency room? That's what happened to Esmond Green here, and she died in the emergency room. You saw, what stuck out in that video? What was sad for y'all to see? No one out there, they just watched her. They just watched her. That's what really sticks out to me. People were in the room when she fell out of her chair and he scoops his seat back. And look at the only time anyone ever attends to her is when it's already too late, right? When she's dead on the floor and they roll the gurney out to her. That's so horrible and like it really, it's just this horrible thing to think about. If you listen to what one of the lawyers said, this is the statement that the hospital released. They said that the people involved failed to act based on their standards of compassion and care. I didn't see any standards of compassion or care in that video, in that hospital, did y'all? I'd be surprised if this hospital did not, and I, I know they did from research, that they experienced a lot of people not wanting to go there at all. But I mean, it just amazes me to even, I don't even know if it's still open today. I mean, this is such a horrible, horrible thing. I just cannot imagine this happening here. I can't imagine that happening, that someone in the very place they were supposed to be cared for actually dying in the floor. You see, what is going to happen in our lives when someone needs care and we are quiet? What's going to happen in our lives when someone needs care and we're quiet? Are we going to be loud? Are we going to step out in the spotlight? Are we maybe sometimes going to make some noise? to make something happen that God truly wants us to do. You see, there was only quiet and neglect <laughs> happening there in that situation, and it cost somebody their lives, and it's not fun to talk about. I really don't like it, uh, but unfortunately, that's the, the world we live in today. All right, I hope everyone has their Bibles. Flip open to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to be looking at a couple passages, um, and this is honestly one of the most influential passages to my faith. Uh, in Matthew chapter 25 here. We'll be starting around verse 31. But this passage here has a whole chapter of, verse, of chapter 25, has a few different parables going on here. And this is one here, and it, it gives us this view of Judgment Day, okay? And a lot of people dread Judgment Day. And as we read, you might understand why some people do that. But I hope that today 
we can think about Judgment Day as something we're excited for. I hope it's something that we can look to with anticipation because it's the day uh, that we actually get to go and be with our Savior, uh, which is going to be amazing. Uh, but let's go ahead. Let's start reading in verse 31. This is a bit of a lengthy reading here, but it's really important, I think, to look at this passage as a, as a whole. It has a lot of special things for us to think about. All right, Matthew 25, starting in 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, who's the Son of Man? Jesus. Jesus. And all the angels with him. Then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from, from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What a special statement that is. Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Y'all sing that, like, I just want to be a sheep. Bah, 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 bah. Do y'all do that song or similar? Y'all know that VBS song at all? All right. Well, this is kind of where that comes from. We want to be sheep because the sheep are the ones that are going to go be with the Father. But let's keep following here. But keep that in your mind. This is the goal here. To hear this, come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That is the goal. That's the special moment there. All right, keep reading along with me. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and then visit you? And the king will answer to them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. You did this to me. So what's Jesus saying there? When we serve these people in these ways, who are we serving? Jesus. We're serving Jesus, right? That's a pretty special moment. This is Jesus, the King of Kings, the greatest man to ever walk this earth, God incarnate. And we get to serve him when we serve other people. And remember, it's those who were on the right, those who were the sheep, those who served others. They did it unknowingly. They didn't even know that they were serving Jesus, but they were glad to have their reward. And he tells them, he basically is ready for them to come home with him. Keep reading along here, 41 and following. Then he will say to those on his left, this is the goats here, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not welcome me. Naked, and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or stranger or naked or sick or in prison? And not minister to you. Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Okay, so what were a few of the things there? List them. Uh, what were a few of the things that Jesus said they did or didn't do to him? What do we got? There's like, what, six things? Yeah. There's a hint. Didn't give him food. What else? Drink. How about the big one? That would be really weird today. Clothes. They were naked. Strangers. And he, they were welcomed in. Sick. 
and needed visits in prison, and they needed visits. Those were the things that were going on here. These are the things that Jesus lists here when he says, you did these things to the least of me, or you did not do these to the least of these. That kind of hits me, because, you know, in the Bible, a lot of things we really, so many of the things in the Bible can apply to our lives immediately, and a lot of those things, um, it takes work and study to really understand. This is one of those things that seems pretty plain to me. I mean, like, he's listing examples here. I mean, very clear examples that even apply to us today, that they're so clear that these are the things that did and didn't happen. So let's think here. Who's on the right? Those who are the sheep, okay? And they're going to the Father, right? And then those on the left are the goats, and they're going to eternal punishment. What's the difference in the situations again? What's the difference in those two situations between the goats and the sheep? What is it, guys? Anybody? What did the goats do that the sheep didn't in the back yet? Um, the goats, or really the goats didn't do anything. They just sat back and let, kind of let the sheep do everything. Absolutely. If we're thinking about caring today, that's what I see when I think about this. Compassion. What was that What other C word we used when we were explaining this? Concern. Those who were the sheep showed concern for those who were struggling, and those who were goats disregarded it. That was the difference here. The difference is the amount of concern, the amount of care that they had for each other. So, in a world where care, concern, and kindness are lacking, we should be sheep, and we should be sheep that care. And may our bat be as loud as possible, right? Okay? That's what we should be called to. That's what we should be called to. God wants us to be loud with our caring. He wants us to be obvious. He wants to give it out. And I think that the really special thing here is that the people who were the sheep who actually followed Jesus didn't even know they were doing it. They said, when did we see you, Lord? We, did, we didn't know we were doing this. It was part of their lifestyle. Do you all have habits that you do without even thinking? Do you have like a uh, a nervous like tick thing that your parents like slap you when you do or something like that yeah we probably all have that right it was part of their lifestyle and how cool would it be someday to look our savior in the eye and say i care just like you because that's what he did for us he's the ultimate example of caring for others his care was the most amazing thing that we could have ever received from anybody not a hospital that was neglecting but jesus the savior who came to care for all Guys, all of this is loud, okay? I want us to think about that for a moment. All of this is different. Some of those things, strangers welcoming them into our house, visiting people in prison, helping the naked people, giving food to the hungry, all of these things are loud. And what I mean by that is when we talked about loud, we talked about how sometimes it's, it's kind of noisy, it's kind of interrupted. It breaks our normal cycle of what the world is sometimes. Because the, the world is not doing those things. It's not feeding the hungry. The world is not clothing the naked. The world is not welcoming the stranger. But we as people of God should be doing that. And that's going to be different. That's going to be noisy. That's going to be loud compared to what the world is doing. It's so very different than what the world is doing. Matthew 25 should be a challenge to all of us. Not something we dread like, oh, judgment day. I don't want to think about it. It should... It should be an example to us say, look, here's a list of things that evidently are pretty important to God. 
Let's see what I can do to do something about that. Let's see if I can care about people. In John chapter 8, we see another really important, I think, example of Jesus showing amazing care to somebody. Um, and this story really shakes some things up here. Um, it's just a special moment. You know how, like, a lot of people didn't like Jesus, right? That seemed pretty obvious when they, like, killed him and whipped him and spit on him and things like that, right? They also tried to trick him up a lot. They're like, we're going to catch, catch Jesus doing something wrong. We're going to stick it to him, right? Okay, well, spoiler alert, they never really did. Um, but anyway, let's start reading in John chapter 8 here. They went to each own's house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. Now, all of you guys are going to be mature here for me, but she is caught in the act of adultery. We can't really know exactly here, but most likely, they might have caught this woman having sex with somebody that wasn't her husband. That's pretty uncomfortable, isn't it, right? And it was obviously sinful. It's sinful now, and it was sinful in their culture, obviously, as well here. And they dragged this woman to Jesus. Keep reading along. And they placed her in the midst of them, saying, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law of Moses, it commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. They're trying to trick him. Jesus bent down, wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw the stone. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they had heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, sin no more. You see, this was a moment where everyone was ready to be loud in the worst way. To stone this woman immediately. To bring her before... It's not even like they were seeking justice. They just wanted to trick Jesus, and they were going to kill somebody in the process. And Jesus says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you guys who are here are without any sin, you guys throw the first stone. And they all slowly left and dropped. Isn't that crazy? Like, really, he was supposed to stone them. And, and I don't think Jesus is breaking mosaical law here at all. I think that Jesus is just challenging them. And he commends her and tells her to go and sin no more. Sin no more. It's a pretty special story when we think about Jesus, our perfect example of caring for others, and someone who apparently deserved no care, according to him. Someone, someone that the world couldn't care less about, Jesus actually showed care for. Jesus was a great example of someone who was loud with their caring. Do you realize how many mobs basically happened in the Bible because of Jesus? Okay. Now, I'm not saying we need to go, like, downtown Columbia and, like, start some riots, okay? That's not what I'm saying at all. But if you have your pitchforks, meet me after this and we'll go do something. But Jesus had a way of causing a ruckus, okay? From this on, like, the people, the scribes, the leaders in the temple there, they were shook up. They were shook up. And it just continued to give them what they thought was good proof to kill Jesus on the cross. 
because his care for others was astounding. It wasn't just this woman, it was the leper that he actually decided to touch. It was the children that were ignored that Jesus said, let them come to me, and he held them. It was the widows that he cared for and loved. It was the orphans that he hurt and ached for. These are the people that Jesus cared so loudly for and caused sometimes a big stink in the town, basically. Jesus really wanted them to care loud, and he set that example for us. He set that amazingly. In John chapter 15, um, Jesus, I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but if you want to turn that to a really interesting passage, Jesus basically tells us that you're going to be hated. Who likes to be disliked? No, no one says, I love that people hate me, right? No one likes that, right? Well, Jesus says, if you're going to follow him, people are probably going to hate you. But don't feel bad. Because they hated Jesus too. He basically says that, look, the world hated me first before it hated you. It's okay. I've got you. Jesus was hated, and when we care for people, and when it's different than the world, people are going to dislike us sometimes. And no one really wants to sign up to be hated, but sometimes that's kind of what being a Christian is about. Not you should be hateful. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying because you are doing right, because you're caring loudly for people, because you're loving people, people aren't going to like you for that. Have you guys ever made some noise while caring? That may, that may look in a lot of different forms, look different in a lot of different forms. Maybe it's that person that everyone ignores at school. You got made fun of for actually deciding to talk to them. Maybe it's that older lady that you just sit at with church and, and your friends just can't understand why you're near them or why you give them a hug. Or that person at school that stinks so bad and I can't believe you would talk to them and I can't believe you would hang out with that person. Why would you talk to them? Why would you spend your time doing whatever it is? Why would you go on a mission trip? Why would you go to church camp? Why would you do all these things? The world is going to be weirded out by how much you care for people sometimes. And unfortunately, sometimes people in the church are even going to discourage you. And that hurts, guys, when you just want to show love to somebody, when you want to care for somebody. Sometimes you're going to be discouraged by even those who should be doing the same exact thing. But that is what it is like to live a life that's loud for God. That's what it's like to live a life going all in. That's what it's like to have a life forming in the image of our Savior Jesus. See, we not only have the responsibility to care for people, but we have the opportunity. Do you guys enjoy caring for people? Doesn't it feel good when you help people, right? We have the opportunity in Christ, and that's pretty special. One of these amazing verses is just a snippet of, I think, the amazingness of our Savior. Um, and, and the mission of the Christian life is in James chapter 1 and verse 27. And it says, Religion that's pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. This is just a little snippet. I don't think James is saying the only purpose of a Christian is to help orphans and widows, but I think what James is saying here is that that should be at the heart of your life. Caring for the people who don't have others looking out for them. 
all throughout the Old Testament, there's scriptures where, I don't know if any of you guys are farmers around here at all, but in the Old Testament, they had commands where they actually weren't even supposed to pick all certain edges of their fields so that orphans and widows could come by and have food. That was part of their law. Like, God has always provided for these people, and he cares for them. And loving these people and caring for orphans and widows has to be loud because that's not what the world is doing. The world is neglecting them. The world is forgetting them. Did you know that one of like the biggest issues that's probably going to continue to grow right now in our culture in America is elder neglect? We literally have older people in our country who die in their homes every day because their families don't have anything to do with them. And that is hard. And God says, that can't happen. God says, there's no room for that in the kingdom because we need to care loudly. We need to be the noise. We need to speak up, we need to do something, we need to act when it's time for us to, because he did that for us in our time of need as sinners. That's what he did. There's orphans, and there's many people in this world who are neglected, and as Christians, we should look out for them. And we, we congratulate people, and we say, yes, I'm so happy you're adopting, I'm happy you're doing that, that's great. And then, for some reason, so many people are unwilling to do that, because that's just absurd. Yet the heart of so many things, and right here James tells us that religion that's pure and undefiled is to take care of these people. These are just one of those examples. Think in your mind of all the different things that we can do to care loud for people. And I want you to remember this phrase as we're closing here. Not on our watch. When you see one, someone who's neglected, when you see one, someone who's mistreated and bullied, hated, I want you to remember this. Not on our watch. As followers of Jesus, we should be the loudest thing in the room, and it should be loud with care, with compassion, and concern for other people. Not with hatred, like what the world's bringing, but we should be loud for God. We should be loud for Christ. Let's pray together.